Greetings, my friends. I hope you're all doing well. So, it's getting real out there, man. It's getting very real, as I'm sure you all know. And by very real, I mean it's getting very unreal. Unreality is the new reality. And so, you know, I've been sitting there observing this with mixtures of trepidation, optimism, nervousness, excitement. Like most of you out there, if you're following this channel, you're probably somebody who's at least somewhat keen to what's going on. Probably also somebody who's occasionally confused by it, as I am. Um, but today I stumbled across something that I, I really want to share, and I really hope you take the time to listen. This is very important. I, I mean this. Really, this is important. I will not be monetizing the channel. I will specifically not be monetizing this channel because, number one, it's primarily going to be me sharing somebody else's content. But, number two, I want to show the sincerity when I say I really think this is something that is important for people to listen to. And I'm not saying that for my own gain or benefit, okay? Um, let me quickly say I haven't been making videos on this channel for quite some time. It's really, there's multiple reasons for it. Um, I had some stuff in my personal life that was very distracting. Uh, on top of that, I have a deadline for a book that I have to get in in November. That took up a lot of my time. Um, but then number three, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with this channel. You know, I started this channel to accomplish a set of goals and I accomplished those goals. And they were really kind of ultimately self-serving, although I did want to add value to everybody out there. But I just wanted to talk to the kind of people that I find interesting about the topics that I find interesting. And I talked to all the people that I wanted to talk to. Uh, I mean, like all the top people that I talked to. And I got to talk to them and all sorts of other people. And so I was kind of left wondering why I would do this. But now I know why I'm going to do this. And it's tied into this. And um, the reason will become self-evident as time goes on. But this is now, this channel is going to be on a mission, man. It's going to be on a mission. Uh, a positive mission. Not spreading fear, not spreading paranoia, nor exploring weirdness for the sake of weirdness. We're going to get some good stuff done here. All right? For real. But I don't want to keep talking about that because the main subject I want to talk about is the latest blog post from Vox Hermes, which is the blog of Mark Stavish, the Institute for Hermetic Studies. I will be pasting the link to it in the description box below this video, but I will also be reading the printed out form right here. Whichever way you prefer to uh, consume this information is up to you. All right. Now, this fir the first paragraph is just kind of gets into some uh, nuts and bolts stuff, but then it gets, it gets into the thick of it. So, dear friends, in previous correspondence, we mentioned, and again, let me say again, this is not, these are not my words. This is the latest blog, our latest blog from Vox Hermes. This is the writing of Mark Stavish, the head of the Institute of Hermetic Studies, okay? All right, so dear friends, in previous correspondence, we mentioned that our monographs, Wisdom's Bliss and Camille's Spear, Camille's Spear, are avail I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Are available in English, Russian, and Portuguese as part of our free course, Unfolding the Rose, Illumination, and Western Esotericism, accessible through our programs at Teachable. That is an excellent course. I highly recommend it. Actually, I'll put the link for that in the description below as well. We encourage you to read these monographs, um, which were created 22 years ago and have sent out thousands of copies for free, to assist in creating a more beautiful world for yourselves and those who will come after us. That's important, man. Not a time for fear, not a time for paranoia. All right, now. Additionally, we have made copies of these same monographs available to several parties we have been in detailed communications with over the last few years. 
it is a bit of a surprise that egregores, the occult entities that watch over human destiny, which was published in 2018, amazing book, is our most popular book and has received attention from a variety of unusual sources. This is where it gets important. So, has received attention from a variety of unusual sources, in particular, several well-known think tanks and universities. For two years, I, Mark Stavish, remember this is Mark Stavish's writing, not mine. For two years, I've had lengthy conversations and email exchanges with individuals at Cambridge Analytica, University of Colorado, and Booz Allen Hamilton, and others specifically about egregores and nothing else. This is a critical point that I fear will be lost on many of you, so let me be very clear. There is a brutal battle going on for the control of the human mind, your mind, and some see it as winner take all. Okay, this, this is from Vox Hermes. You can go to the blog down below. This is not my words. So just let me say it again, because I want everybody to understand why I'm taking the time and why I'm very sincere when I say I want people to hear this or read it. All right, and again, not out of paranoia. That's not the point. I'm not going to be one of those people. It's useful for us to know so that we can positively and optimistically move forward in creating something better. All right, so just let me say that last one again so it sinks in. This is a critical point that I fear will be lost on many of you, so let me be very clear. There is a brutal battle going on for the control of the human mind, your mind, and some see it as winner take all. This is not hysteria, hyperbole, or conspiracy theory. This is conspiracy fact, whose recent origins can be found in efforts to influence public opinion during and after the First World War with Edward Bernays and his book Propaganda, published 1922. I've spoken about this book in the past. Um, uh, Propaganda, Crystallizing Public Opinion, uh, two Bernays books that everyone should read. Um, continuing onward and upward into the 1930s and into the Second World War. And reaching a near zenith of perfection in the 1950s and 60s. This was detailed in many best-selling works of the time written by Vance Packard, C. Wright Wells, Juiced Merlot's landmark book, The Rape of the Mind, The Psychology of Thought Control, Menticide, and Brainwashing. I've got that one on my shelf. Again, read it. Propaganda, The Formation of Men's Attitudes, published 1965, by Jacques Ulel, Power to Persuade, Mass Media and the News, 1974, by Robert Serino, and others approaching these efforts at mass manipulation from a psychological view. Mind Games, The Guide to Inner Space by Robert Masters and Gene Houston, published 1974, played a prominent role in my book Egregores. Again, this establishes words. In my book Egregores, and well-read students of contemporary social theory will have seen both Masters and Houston mentioned repeatedly over the decades as playing some role in the nebulous domain of spiritual politics as well. Spiritual politics is in quotations. However, by the late 1960s and early 70s, we see in the works of B.F. Skinner and Marshall McLuhan, Thomas Saz, and Jose Delgadro, a movement towards chemical and physical controls of the brain to influence human behavior. When I read this, instantly came to my mind The Control of Candy Jones, another book everybody should read. 
Um, in his seminal work on killing the psychological costs of learning to kill in war and society, published 1995, I actually read that just before I went into the military, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman examines many of these methods in, de in depth, as well as their short and long-term effects on individuals and society. This, of course, does not include numerous reports on mind control experiments on individuals, as well as in mass, through programs such as the CIA's MKUltra, unveiled in 1974 during the church hearings in into in the church hearings in 1970 or the Senate Select Committee to study governmental operations with respect to intelligence activities the control of uh, the control of candy jones published 1976 i just mentioned that book earlier by david bain was written at the same time as these hearings and helped fuel interest in this area of drug and hypnosis fueled manipulation of the mind quick break from Stavish's word the control of candy jones goes further than any book I have yet encountered in laying out exactly how these techniques on an individual basis are carried out, right? Because there's two different things going on. There's the, the control of masses at one time, but then there's how you control individual people. The control of Candy Jones. It, yeah, it'll show you. All right. Nor has this been limited to the United States. We see in Stanley Krippner, this is back to Stavish. We see in Stanley Krippner's work, Human Possibilities, Mind Exploration in the USR in Eastern Europe, published 1980. Accounts of the use and power of suggestion, hypnosis, and various early psionic attempts at mind-machine interfacing with varying results. In some ways, Krippner's book picks up where L.L. Vasiliev's book, Mysterious Phenomena of the Human Psyche, who researched telepathy in the early Soviet Union until it was no longer possible under Stalin. Yet... Despite this, Stalin is known to have, a, have had at least one significant psychic at his disposal, Wolf Messing. Um, ESP Wars East and West, an account of the military use of psychic espionage as narrated by the key Russian and American players by Edwin C. May, Ph.D., Victor Rubel, Ph.D., and Lloyd Auerbach, M.S., is of value to those looking for a nuanced and insider view of these particular programs. The writing stresses of these particular programs by which I assume he is um, trying to indicate that uh, for a general understanding of these uh, techniques, these books aren't necessarily must-reads, but for understanding the Soviet approaches they are. That's my interpretation of his stressing these, this part. Similar reports have come from the People's Republic of China as well. And like earlier Soviet research indicates, if nothing else, significant interest in these topics. United States government research into remote viewing is well known and documented and does not be, need to be examined in any detail here. Suffice to say that at the 2022 IHS annual conference, Dale Graff, the author of Tracks in the Psychic Wilderness, an exploration of ESP, remote viewing, precognitive dreaming, and synchronicity, Graff, he's the coiner of the term Stargate, gave a presentation on his experience with U.S. Army remote viewers in the 1980s. This nicely complemented those presenting as well as George Hansen's earlier present, uh, presentation on liminality, binaries, and the paranormal at our annual conference in 2019. George Hansen, uh, Trickster and the Paranormal, I've talked about that book in the past, it figures very um, powerfully into the, the Hellier series. Um, and whatever you think about the Hellier series, I'm just saying the book figures prominently and figures uh, significantly into it. 
All right. It is no surprise that even in domains where government support is mixed or unclear, many of those involved in early days of psychic research went on to work in private industry or as consultants in the areas of locating missing persons, natural resources, and psychic remote viewing training programs, economic forecasting, and predicting social and political events and trends. I have been told by several people that one I have been told by several people that one or more government-sponsored remote viewing programs is in existence and that one of the means they identify potential candidates is through online ESP testing apps, which is what leads us to our next point. You catch that? They use ESP apps, which I've never used. I, apparently there are ESP apps to test people out there to recruit them for these purposes. What has changed since those early days is nothing in terms of theory, only practice. And by that, I mean technology has made it easier, faster, and more effective to achieve the, achieve the goals of influence and even dominance at various levels. We see this technological concern in science fiction, mainstream and alternative news media, and press releases regarding various brain-computer interface technologies. It is almost as if they were not looking into the future, but into the past. As it reads, the same. This next part is a quote from General von Grehan in Agent of the Devil by Hans Habe, 1959. Do you know the way technology is headed? It's headed for the metaphysical. Radio waves are no longer anything concrete. Wireless is already a highly abstract technique. The transmission of pictures infringes on the realm of religion. The extermination weapons area, a point of contact with the universe, are a point of contact with the universe. The physical world has its boundaries. Only the psychic is oceanic, as the author of Civilizations and Its Discontents puts it. That is why mankind's next bold step must be the materialization of the psychic. Most recent titles addressing this idea of mass influence include Thought Contagion, How Beliefs Spread Through Society, The New Science of Memes, uh, by Aaron Lynch, Subliminal, How Your Unconscious Mind Rules Your Behavior, by Leonard Mladeno, and most recently, The Psychology of Totalitarianism, by Matthias Desmond, the author who coined the, frame, the phrase mass formation psychosis. That's one that I'm sure most of you out there who follow this channel or remember when that term started circulating. Remember certain events that were happening around it. All right, now, we have not given you this partial bi bibliography to provide you with more books to read, but to demonstrate to you that there is a long and solid line of academic, commercial, military, and even popular research into these areas, as we see an increase in the quantity and quality of media Messaging in support of violence on a scale the world has not seen in over 50 years. It is critical, it is critical that each of us focus our attention on our personal practice. That we may be more stable and clear in our own mind. And as such, be of greater assistance to others during these psychologically as well as spiritually and physically demanding times. I'm going to break from Stavish's words to again say that's a big, that, that's what the revisioning of this channel is going to be, right? I, I, I need a purpose to do things, man. I'm not, I'm not doing this channel for money. And uh, that's it. That's, that's what we're going to do. We, all of us, me, you, the followers, all of us. All right. Um, so let me just say that again, because this is something I want you to take to heart, right? 
I, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping people take this to heart because we need we all need we all need to mobilize people. We all need to call the best for ourselves right now, right? So, again, as we see an increase in the quantity and quality of mes uh, media messaging and support of violence on a scale the world has not seen in over 50 years, it is critical that each of us focus our attention on our personal practice that we may be more stable and clear in our mind. And as such, be of greater assistance to others during these psychologically as well as spiritually and physically demanding times. As we move into the future, the second half of the 2020s, it must be remembered that severe trials still await us. As esotericists, we must dedicate ourselves to generating a certain degree of optimism in our capacities and goodwill in our actions towards others without being foolish or naive. In turning these into actions that lay the groundwork for a more peaceful and productive world. This is not to be done through groundwork for a more peaceful and pro uh, wait. This is not to be done through vast projects, but starting in our own lives and moving outwards into our communities. Not by words alone, but by example that these ideals we hold, that of the power and supremacy of the mind of thought is verifiable, demonstrable, and practical. That mysticism and esotericism are not about abandoning the world, nor in saving it, but in seeing no substantial difference between the physical and the spiritual, but both as the domain in which we live and move and have our being. Recently, I was approached by an organization to assist with the creation of, in their words, an egregore. And some of you might not be familiar with egregore. Stavish's book... It's titled Egregores. It's 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 a must read. It's a must read. Um, recently, I was approached by an organization to assist with the creation of, in their words, an egregore to help shape the near future that is to come. They see the world as heading towards a period of near universal instability, even catastrophic collapse of all significant institutions and countries, followed by a period of quick and radical consolidation. With basically, the world that we knew is falling apart and it's going to accelerate in how it's falling apart. But it's not going to happen that fast, but the consolidation is. By consolidation, I assume that means certain power groups coming up and swooping up control of big chunks of the world. All right, the causes and effects of this are uncertain to them. Now, this is interesting. He's saying that the people who came to him, they know this is happening. They seem to view it as inevitable. But they're uncertain as to how it's going to turn out. And so the causes and effects of this are uncertain to them. And as such, they wish to develop a psychic vehicle to influence the outcome into a vision of a more positive way. All right, so I have stated that I will inform them. And back to Stavish's words. I have stated that I will inform them to the best of my ability, as I have done others, including those mentioned above, of the strengths and weaknesses of their proposal, and it will be up to them on how to proceed. The point is simple. They are going to do it anyway. I might as well at least help them understand exactly what it is they are doing and how to avoid a catastrophe if possible, and maybe, just maybe, achieve a glorious success that benefits all of us to some degree. Hardly an overwhelming endorsement, but it is better than doing nothing. And that is where you come in. 
I cannot promise you what the future will be like. Only that, as initiates, it is required for each of us to do our best, i.e., imitation of Christ, to ensure the continuity and preferably growth and well-being of the teachings we learn and practice. There can be no substitute for personal experience, and in particular in relation to others on the path. The ability of esoteric students to create, build, and sustain viable local and regional groups is a direct measure of the efficacy in their practices. For, if they are dedicated enough to establish local and regional resources for themselves and future generations, they will, then they will be skillful enough to, to apply these same experiences to more mundane and generalized projects, from a local community garden or playground to raising money for a library, or stream and roadside cleanup and renewal project. That also means the encouragement and involvement of activities that are beneficial for ourselves and others, particularly those that encourage greater self-realization and inner peace. This is particularly important as it differs considerably from endorsements of specific and particular political candidates and platforms, and then viewing that public alignment as an extension and measure of one's spiritual attainments. In reality, it is really nothing more than prideful and vain virtue signaling, a sign of the failure to make progress on the inner journey. Many today would like to see the establishment of some form of theocracy in the world, uh, regardless of its actual title, even worldwide. Esotericists must stay clear of such ideas and actions, but instead demonstrate the value of their philosophy through direct and personal example. I'd like to say that... To me, for somebody like me, that is, that's a real call to action because I don't talk to people about my, my spiritual beliefs, really. I mean, I do gen in a general way, I will sometimes, but not really um, because they don't really align to any of the major schools of thought. And uh, I'm, I'm never really sure what the repercussions could be. So that's a call to action. But anyway, several people have asked us about the idea of Watiko ascribed to Native American uh, philosophy. There's... Uh, Higher Side Chats did a whole interview with the guy who's the I, I can't remember his name. I don't mean to say guy that sounds dismissive. The um, the thinker researcher who brought up this Watiko thing a few years ago. I remember that episode of the Higher Side Chats. But several people have asked us about the idea of Watiko ascribed to Native American philosophy. The term refers to a collective mental illness, what we have called mind parasites, and acts in and through individuals as well as groups. This idea is not new nor limited to one philosophical view. As we detailed in egregores, the occult entities that watch over human destiny, collective ideas and their resulting actions can work for us as well as against our well-being. So they can be good or bad. All right, back to Savage's words. It is imperative that we recognize our limits as individuals along with our responsibilities. Collective action can only occur because of individual cooperation. Individual cooperation is only possible by recognizing our roles and responsibilities. For these to be done in a healthy manner, self-reflection is essential. However, reflection without action is navel-gazing, and of little use to the person doing it, and of no use to anyone else. Asaya is the world of action, and action is what life calls for. And that will demand courage and commitment of personal time, talent, and treasure. 
There is no other way as each of us is the sons and daughters of our deeds. Let me quickly make sure. I feel like I might not have gotten that all printed out. Um, okay, there is just a little addition at the bottom. Our essay from 2017, Finis Gloria Mundi, The Alchemical Apocalypse and You, contains some useful ideas and suggestions for dealing with current events, as do several others at Vox Hermes. Um, again, Vox Hermes, the link's in the box below. Um, that's about it, man. I just, I really wanted to get this out there. I'm trying to share this with everybody. And uh, this is the way I want to share with all you. I'm going to be coming out, man. Uh, this channel is going to be focusing on, I'm actually getting certified in hypnosis right now, studying hypnosis. It's a long process, not easy. It's like taking me a few months to actually finish it. But um, but then also the, the spiritual aspect of things, physical aspect, all things, man. All things. Um, to me, th this this was the call to action that I needed to give shape and focus to this channel. And I now understand what I need to do with it going forward and what, what this channel is going to stand for. I hope you all go along for the ride, man. It's not a ride. That makes it sound like it's, it's, it's not entertainment anymore, man. It's, it's, about, it's about being a positive force in these times. Positive force for ourselves and for everybody else. Uh, Playtime is over. And I don't mean that in a dread way. Um, and, yeah. It may actually be somewhat of a character flaw in me in that I am an extremely optimistic person. I may sometimes sink into despair for short amounts of time, but my natural inclination is we can do this and we're going to fucking win. Right? <clears throat> and uh, I say this I don't. I don't know if that's a... I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing it's just who i am and so you know when he's he's reading this um there may be people who have maybe slightly different interpretations of it than i do but whatever and the point is we can do this and we're going to do this all right and uh I'm, I'm going to play my little part and i hope you all play your little part and i hope we all do this together and i mean that uh i really mean that and uh, I'm not going to allow this to become another one of those um, clickbait channels where somebody's um, using current events and people's fears and apprehensions to, to profit for themselves. I'm not going to do that. I, I'm going to stay honest. I'm going to stay true to myself and true to the mission. And uh, I'm going to hold fast to my, to my idea, my belief that Stavish is right. We can do this and we're going to do this one person at a time together as individuals. Right? Not as collectivist bullshit. As individuals, but individuals working together of our own free will and our own individual consciousness. That's how we're going to do this. So, all right, everybody, peace out.